following podcast contains mature content. The views and opinions expressed by the host are not necessarily those of the host. Listener discretion is advised. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Super Flashy Arrow of Tomorrow podcast, episode 120. I am your host, the Warden Matt Ritter, and I am back, as always, with Miss Super Flashy Arrow herself, Mara the Shark Watkins. Yay. How's it going, Mara? It's going good. Going nice. Good chill spring night it is it is and uh unless you've got something more to add as always we just want to encourage you guys to go out and continue to protest donate uh sign petitions and show your support um for what's going on again there's a lot of things especially with juneteenth coming up that uh are important that are getting you know pushed through talked about brought up and uh the more we show our support, the more we force the issue, the more it gets done. So continue to please do that. Yes. And protest safely, please. Yes, protest safely. Because Corona is still a thing. So we're going to talk about Stargirl. Yeah, we're not going to talk about COVID. I'm tired of that shit. Yeah. <laughs> no shit. Um, how my hair will not stay flush to my forehead. <laughs> Despite I don't have that problem. I, I see that. <laughs> I mean, my hair won't grow on my forehead, but, you know. I can't rock that look. I can't rock that look. I have several scars that prove how much of a dumbass of a child I was, so I cannot <laughs> rock a ball. <laughs> oh, boy. I feel like there are stories there, but we got to talk about Stargirl. What's the name of this episode, Mara? Our Men and Dr. Midnight. Uh, yeah, that's, I mean, it's a good description because that's what the show's about. We're going to figure out who's going to be our man and who's going to be Dr. Midnight. We kick it off uh, with Rick, the sad, lonely, angry boy from the loser's table, whose parents are going to run away and they leave him with his mother's brother. There's, I didn't catch his name. Did yeah, you know? no, it's not important. He's asshole uncle or douche uncle. Uh, we'll get into that. But that guy fucking sucks all can the adults say, in the show suck they really do can i just Except say that like, <laughs> when they said when they finally said nine years ago i was like finally some background oh my god will they finally confirm who her fucking father is or and then i was like nope this is another kid never mind yep, just nope. keep, we're just gonna keep holding on to that one i see yep uh, apparently, there's $50,000 in a suitcase uh, that they left behind for them. Uh, they said they'll be back, but as they're driving away, Grundy shows up and smashes their car, killing the parents. Now, poor Rick is stuck with his uncle, who blames having to raise him for all of his problems. Um, we got Courtney. So, what? Go ahead. Sorry. So, from the end of last week, when... Um, Icicle uh, went down into the lair and we saw Grundy. Now, is that from nine years ago or was that present day? I think that's present day. Okay. I can't remember because like I was like, it was like the last scene of the episode and then boom, here comes Grundy killing his well, parents. In the first episode, Grundy was with the group of uh, the Injustice Society as they were attacking the people in the mansion and killing the people in the mansion. Oh, and I'm assuming that the parents had just escaped or at least the father had escaped and went and got his wife and, and uh, they sent Grundy out to finish the job. Gotcha. Okay. So that would make sense. Okay. But, uh, Courtney <laughs> still not listening to Pat. Her mom comes in the bedroom and her mom's cleaning up and she realizes that she's got a duffel bag full of stolen artifacts in the closet. That's just hanging out and the dog's going through it and chewing through it. And so she rushes her mom out. As a as a woman or as a girl who's been a teenager before, mm -hmm. I don't like the fact that people just barge into her room. But as a mom, I also don't feel like I don't know how it's been raising her. I don't know if she's earned that privacy. Well, I'm gonna tell you, it's a white people thing. Okay. Where white parents just kinda don't they're they, they just they go in places that like the boundaries not, don't exist I, I kind of i mean 
I don't ever remember my parents knocking, but they also didn't ever really come in my room. They just kind of called for me and had me come to them. But I do know that in white households, parents generally just assume because they own the house that they can go in whatever room they want, no matter who's in there, what's going on. So if you don't have a lock on your door, you better not be doing anything you don't want no one catching you doing. I feel like... I feel like black parents are also that, or even like other parents of color are also like that for different reasons. But I also feel like at the same time, I feel like my grandmother has never not, not never did it not coming into my room if my door was closed. Generally, if I was in there, like not, I mean, when I was a teenager, I didn't really do a lot in high school. I was actually really a boring teenager, <laughs> which is fun because now I'm a, I'm a fun person, but you know, so typically if I was in my room, I was either watching television or playing The Sims. So like, it was, there was never a reason for me to close the door unless I was changing. <laughs> so I was like, I don't think there was ever a time she didn't not knock the door unless my door was already open. So you're kind of like Courtney. Courtney's not doing, I mean, other than like her hidden superhero life, she's not doing anything fun. She's not in there smoking pot. She's not having boys over. Right. She hasn't even talked about boys that she thought was cute. Like. I feel like she's still in that boys are icky phase. It's how she, she could comes off to me. So, like, there's no reason for her parents not to come in because she's got nothing to hide other than the superhero shit that she stole that's in the closet. And it's not just her mom. It's also Max. But it's mostly the brother. It's the brother barging in. And I'm just like, why? Why? <laughs> and it's not even her real brother. Like, that's her stepbrother? Stepbrother. I'd be like, you're a stranger. Get out. <laughs> exactly. I'm a little too old for you to be just busting in my room like that. um so anyway she grabs all the stuff and that was um, i didn't hear anything so good uh, sound like something hit the door it might have been the cat um yeah so she she grabs all the shit and she goes downstairs and pat's there and pat's like hey you know so this guy might be mr wizard and I saw this in the paper and she goes, well, does anyone play a violin? And he goes, yeah, why? Oh, cause I saw some chick, the principal at the hospital. Well, what were you doing at the hospital? I, she completely stole credit for Yolanda's idea, which I understand because she's not gonna be like my friend Yolanda said, Oh, by yeah. the way, we got a new wildcat, but still completely took credit. Like she did that shit on her own. Um, she confessed to the whole thing. And he's like, well, he's an old Irish guy. So I don't think that's the fiddler. <laughs> So then now now I would like to know, like, I'm trying to figure out, like, what is the principal's role in all this? And it gets more interesting later on when we get to the bus. Yes. So, um, basically. Courtney took everything to school. (laughs) Yeah, she takes everything to school and sticks it in her locker because that's the safe spot for all the stolen superhero items. You know what the first thing I thought was? I was like, what if the cosmic staff just decides fuck this bag and decides to just pop out of her locker. Did she bring the staff or is it just the other shit? I imagine, oh, you're right. Because the staff would probably stay down in the basement, right? Yeah, because she doesn't want Pat to know she took the staff to school so she'd have to leave that at home. You're right, I think she just took the other shit. Um, Because she's looking she's looking for her new friends. Right, but that is something I did think about. I was like, just... (laughs) Uh, the entire time, Beth is stalking them, pretending like she has earbuds in, listening to their entire conversation, finding out all about them being superheroes. I want to root for Beth so bad because, you know, black girl magic. But, like, they just keep making her so creepy. And it's so hard. Because, like, like, I'm trying to imagine, like, how I would be in high school. Like, I'm honestly, I probably would have been Beth, but, like, probably on a less degree. But I feel like if I was like, if I was Courtney and Yolanda, like I would be Yolanda, I would be so annoyed. I'd be like, why are you following us? Well, it's funny you said that because Kate said the exact same thing while we were watching. She's like, I wanted to root for Beth. Like I wanted Beth to be really cool, but they're just making her so fucking annoying. Right. Like they don't, like they're not giving, like, I know these like cute little quirks about her are adorable, but they're not really redeeming qualities. Like they don't make me, like to me, all I'm seeing is a liability. Right. The further that they get into this, because I I saw like in next week's preview, like they're doing, they actually go out and do stuff, and I'm just like, she is a flight risk. 
for y'all. <laughs> She's a risk. And that's why, that's why I'm just kind of like, you know, Yolanda can fight. Our man has an hour of strength. She has glasses that goggles that, yes, will tell her everything. But Wait, real kid. He only has an hour of strength. That's his power? Yeah. It only hour lasts man. an hour. Hour man. I mean, it's better than, he, at least not a minute, man. <laughs> <laughs> Very as true. As soon as this in his powers, I was like, well, I mean, an hour is not that bad. <laughs> In comparison, you know, he could just have that burst of strength for 60 seconds and then he's finished. Exactly. Um, I didn't really, like, I, I don't know why. I must not have been paying attention at that point because, tell you the truth, I had some guy call me about uh, some insurance that I thought he was calling me about <laughs> something else and confused shit out of me. Also, Pokemon Sword and Shield's DLC came out, so I was downloading that while I was taking notes and watching it and talking to Kate. So That's I may have missed thing? that. Yes, it's a Switch thing. Okay, I'll eventually get there. First Pokemon game with the DLC. It's actually pretty cool. Yeah, I was going to say Pokemon with the DLC. I heard someone say that earlier on their story, and I was like, what is a Pokemon DLC? But <laughs> It's two DLCs. You get one now and one in November. Hmm. Okay. Anyway, that's not what we're here to talk about. What we're here to talk about is this. So, yeah, I didn't realize our man's powers only lasted for an hour, and I'm kind of pissed that if it's going to be that, it's only super strength. Like, you'd think if I had an hour of power, a power hour, if you will, that it would be more power than just super strength. Like, or maybe it would just, you'd randomly have a certain power for an hour. Like, one hour he can fly, one hour he's strong, one hour he can shoot lasers from his eyes. Well, I mean, who's to say, like, I mean, what could have come if he was still around because i mean he was the one who created the um the hourglass short-sighted yeah i feel like he got like that far and he was just like well let's see what we can do with this and because like i mean he was like a crazy chemist so he figured it out somehow but yeah so when i heard the name hour man i was like i never really thought like i wonder with the hour thing like what's what's the deal with that and then so when beth was explaining i was like ah that makes sense wow that okay kind of sucky kind of a right. sucky thing and it's, and it's only within a day so like the way i was the way i'm like seeing because even he said it he was like so you mean 23 hours of the day he's just a regular dude and it was like i mean was your dad around fucker yeah right <laughs> did you know your dad was our man <laughs> Did you have a dad though? Like, did you grow up with a partial dad? Cause I realized he now left when you were a certain age, but, um, but the way I was thinking of it, like, you know, how, like you, you played Spider-Man, right? No, no, wait, no. Cause you are in, you don't have a PlayStation, do you? Yes, I do. Uh, I don't know what you play. I don't know what you do. I just outside. don't like, I, I don't like Spider-Man and I fucking hate Superman. Those are two different universes, but okay. We won't no, go into that. But they both wear blue and red, and I hate them both. Okay. Is, is it a problem with the colors? Maybe. It might be. I just... I Listen, I was never the Peter Parker growing up, so I never related to Peter Parker and his nerdy ass. I never got behind it. I also never... Like, as they did the iterations, I never skateboarded, so I never, like, got into that version of Peter Parker. Like, he just never appealed to me. He was yeah, never sure. a guy I could get behind... The cartoon was okay. I liked the cameos more in the cartoon than I liked the character. And I wasn't a big fan of Tobey Maguire. And then Superman, I just don't like that he has every fucking power you could imagine. He's the most powerful thing ever. I, I fucking hate him. Um, he's, he's trash. So, But you. again, uh, not what we're here to talk about. But to digress, uh, for anyone who has played Spider-Man, you'll know what I'm talking about. When With the gadgets that Spider-Man can use in a fight, like they run out like to i find they run out all the time you know when i'm fighting and either they take a while to reload okay which you can or you can earn them back with like you know other combos and such but like once they're gone they're gone for like that fight so i'm thinking like what if they have two fights in one day does our man just sit out the other fight yeah you got to pick and choose what fight's more important like, or can he, he break it up like can he use 30 minutes like i got 30 minutes in this fight just in case I need 30 minutes later. I don't think so because it's as long as the sand's still going and you can't stop sand. You can turn it upside down. Oh, you're right. I mean, you could turn it, you could level it. 
Yeah. Huh. I need a better, like, origin story for power. Our man, it's a like simple loophole. That's crazy, <laughs> right? Like a, that's a really crazy easy loophole. Like, what if you just stop and tire? Yeah, exactly. I need like something to have happened with him where he used his hour of power, and then his wife was like trapped under a car, and he couldn't lift the car off her because he used his whole hour already, and he was just a regular guy. Like something interesting with that. But anyway, we had a creepy janitor. Did you notice the creepy janitor yeah. that stopped oh, Beth? Yeah. He is in my he's in my my notes as creeper janitor. <laughs> like fucking Argus Filch, right? Yes. Yeah, that's what he looked like. And for those of you who don't know who that is, and it's probably Travis too, that is the the Listen, we don't need to explain janitor from to Travis. Okay. All right. Just because Travis refuses to enrich his life. And enjoy the Harry Potter movies, which are fucking awesome, or read the books. That's on Travis. Like, don't buy the everyone, book, though, Travis. Don't buy the book. Don't. He wants everyone to go watch that trash ass TV show Lost, but he can't sit down and watch a couple Harry Potter movie, Harry Potter movies. <laughs> anyway, uh, so <clears throat> after school, Pat and Courtney meet Rick. Uh, Pat's helping him with the car. Rick tells him he needs the carburetor. And while they're doing that, the hourglass starts freaking out, and Courtney's getting all excited. She's like, oh, hey, something's going on here. Um, Pat notices that the car looks a lot like a former JSA member's car, and he starts putting two and two together. Well, it sounds like. Yeah. Um, and then Courtney follows Rick to the tree where his parents crashed, or as far as he knows, the tree where his parents crashed. She and followed them poorly. Yes. He knew she was there. And then when she tried to be like, hey, here's a cool hourglass. Yeah, it didn't work. It didn't glow. It didn't do nothing. It didn't impress him. And she just looked like an idiot. She looked crazy. Speaking of crazy, while that's going on, Beth has <laughs> gone <laughs> to Courtney's house, claimed to be Courtney's friend, come inside, followed a dog upstairs, and stumbled across Dr. Midnight's goggles. And these goggles are dope. It's fucking Google. Like, it's Google, Wikipedia, all in everything. She learns all about Dr. Midnight and how the goggles came to be. And they're just fucking. It's like when you're playing a video game and the video game's got all the little pop ups that tell you what everything is in the room. That's basically what she's yes. doing. That's how she I sees it. it. Um, and it's like, you know what's funny? When we realized that Courtney had left the glasses. I was like, oh, those are going to get into someone's hands. It was probably going to be because of this damn dog. And I first thought it was going to be the brother who would get his hands on it. But then I, was, I didn't even consider that Beth would just be at her house. I told you, the brother's going to get that pen, which my, as far as I know, is still in the cup. <laughs> that fucking Thunderbolt pink pen that giggles is still in that cup. And it's going to be the annoying-ass little brother's fucking superpower, and I'm going to hate it. I'm going to hate it so much. Um... Beth comes home, or Courtney comes home, and she's like, what the fuck are you doing in my house, let alone my room? And Beth's like, I know who you are. I know all about you. I know." She was like, I don't know you. <laughs> yeah, it, that's great. You know all about me, but you're in my room. Who the fuck are you? Oh, we eat lunch together. Well, I eat lunch with my parents at the same table you do. Um, so she said, we eat lunch together every day, and I was like, no, you don't. You sit at the same table. <laughs> um... She explains how uh, Rex Tyler is our man who is Rick's father. And then my favorite part is they're talking about revealing identities. And she talks about how she heard Courtney call Yolanda Yolanda. And the goggles are like, that's a rookie mistake. And blah, blah, blah. And then talks about the red bee who died because of having his identity revealed. But then mm -hmm. immediately after that, Courtney's like, so... You can't tell anybody. you got to keep this from your parents. And she goes, oh, well, I can't keep secrets from my parents. It's like, did you not just hear the goggles tell you that the red bee was murdered because you right. didn't keep a secret identity? She's like, I don't keep secrets from my parents. And I was like, bitch, what? Apparently she, you aren't doing shit then because if you ain't got nothing to hide from your parents, you ain't having fun. And it's like, Courtney was probably still uh, sitting there like, he's like, do you want them to die? And I was like, exactly. That level of dra dramatic is appropriate mm -hmm. right now. Uh, I need to stop you for one second. 
Okay. When Beth first put on the goggles and it was telling her all about herself, like all the facts about her, and it said that her birthday was 2004, I, I immediately realized with the whole show why all of them are annoying. They are all Gen Z. Uh, Mara, I graduated when she was a year old. <laughs> I graduated in 2005. I started, I started high school in 2005. That hurts. That does hurt. Um, Pat goes to visit Rick. He's got the carburetor, but uh, Douche Uncle is there. Who, by the way, already sold this kid's carburetor. So my understanding is this kid went out and either salvaged a carburetor or bought a carburetor with his own money. And the uncle came by and took it and sold it and told him, I am responsible for feeding you. This is what I've got to do. If it wasn't for you, I'd be a millionaire in Silicon Valley. Why the fuck does raising this child keep you from, from doing anything? That's what I said. I was just like, what? You still, you can't program because you got a nine-year-old to watch? Like, the fuck? They had 50 Gs. You couldn't get a computer? Right. You kept you. You kept you from doing it. Right. You probably could have taken that. I, I think they told you to leave. You probably could have taken the kid and left. Right. You could have. You could have. Especially taken, after they died. You could have taken him to Silicon Valley. Shit. I you mean, could have made him an employee. You'd probably have to skip out on all the coke and hookers, but I mean, you could still go make your money. Just couldn't have fun with it because of the cotton I mean, kid. He would have to. He would just have to have a sitter at all times. And why are all these people in what? What state is this? Nebraska. Yeah, fucking, I'm in the Midwest, but that's like the Midwest. Like, that's Midwest. Um, that's like Smallville shit. Why yeah. the fuck are all these supervillains and heroes... Same state. Why are all these supervillains and heroes and heroes' children congregated in fucking Nebraska? Because heroes are bred in the Midwest? I don't know. Well... See, and that's the funny that that Marvel, everyone's in fucking New York, and apparently DC, everyone's in fucking Nevada except for Batman. Batman's in your town or my town. I forget which one it's based off of. Gotham. It was shot in Chicago, so I'm going to take Chicago. Yeah, but I, I believe I believe Travis said it's fashioned after me, like the. The premise of the city is fashion up New York, but in that it was filmed at Chicago. I was like, because I was, I looked at the, the channels, I was like, you can't say that's not Chicago. That's not New York. <laughs> there is no random body of water going through the city in a cute channel. Like yeah, we that. dye green once a year. Yes, I have you didn't heard know that. that. No, I've heard say, of it. Yeah, for St. Patrick's Day, they dye the river green. <laughs> so, so much dye, so much food coloring. It's like industrial strength food coloring. <laughs> um, basically, the uncle kind of tells Pat to fuck off. Says, "I'll, I'll give him the carburetor." We know he's not going to do it. I felt um, like he, would, I feel like he would just turn around and sell it again. He was like, Ooh, "Oh yeah, hundred percent." I was like, "Yeah, no, he's going to go sell mm -hmm. that, and God knows what he's going to do with it." Um, More beer, Courtney. Let's Yolanda know that uh, Beth exists and has the goggles and is an unintentional part of the group. And this is where I kind of feel bad because Yolanda's like, all right, well, we got to go find Rick. Um, and Beth, Beth, and, uh, Beth wants to come with and she wants to be a part of it. And Yolanda and Courtney are like, eh, not really about letting Beth be a part of the group. Like, they're not – and don't get me wrong. I get it. She's kind of creepy. She stalks them a little bit. Like, she's just inside Courtney's bedroom. But still, like, obviously she's got these glasses and she knows how to use them. And mm -hmm. she's doing – She's useful. She's useful. useful. Exactly. She's the Cisco of the group. That was what I was saying. She's Cisco. Mm -hmm. Like, on crack. Yeah. <laughs> As a 16-year-old. Um, so they tracked down Rick uh, to that really old-looking girl's house, um, Cindy. Oh, Cindy, yeah. She's having a Halloween party. Oh, yeah, by the way, it's Halloween. Uh, I forgot to mention that earlier. It's <laughs> Halloween. 
There have which is crazy because we're the two horror fans and like the two big yeah we didn't even say it like we up until this point we just completely ignored that it's the best holiday of the year but the the episode wasn't really halloween centric like they mentioned it in the beginning and then they had the halloween party but like yeah. you, i most i of think them normally, most of them are normally are like on a creepier tone like i i feel like every show like all of them like supergirl like especially the flash um especially legends if they're on um i would imagine if they were on or black lightning like they always have like you know like a creepier tone to them and this was just like yeah it's halloween uh, whatever mm-hmm. yeah, was a little disappointing because i i thought this would be a great reason for them to wear their costumes it's fucking halloween you can walk right. around and go track this guy down in your costumes and no one's gonna think twice about you you can walk around with a glowing stick and it's fucking halloween everyone's gonna be like oh cool costume like this is the perfect time to just traipse around in your costumes and go do some mm-hmm. shit without looking suspicious. Right. But instead, they look suspicious as shit because you're walking around in normal clothes at a party where everyone's dressed up in costumes. Oh, my God, I didn't even try. It's- Henry didn't try because apparently he's really upset about his dad being in the hospital, and Cindy is a bitch. I feel like they are... I feel like Henry's going to turn into one of those villains... Because I just feel like he's he's taking like he's flowing into the role I guess in Freeman because it's obvious that he's he's manifesting like his abilities. But like I feel like he's one of those villains that just kind of gets agitated to the point where they become a villain. Do you get what I'm saying? Instead of it being like a turning event that goes, blah, it's kind of just like oh god. I think he's going to be one of those characters that starts out as a villain or is kind of a villain but ends up being with the good guys. That they change realize, him. He's going to realize that his dad was a dick and murdered these people and he's going to use his powers for good not to be like his dad. He seems to have a like like I said, Cindy is here like giving him shit about being sad about his dad. True. You know, and he's- he has like a conscience, like he yeah. like he has remorse. Exactly. Um, but Cindy ain't helping. Cindy's such a bitch. So the girls find him. Uh, they tell him about the hourglass, how he gets super strength. Apparently, it lasts for an hour. So he tries it out. And he crushes a keg, and I thought he was going to be the supervillain here. I'm like, oh shit, because he got all yeah, excited. Was- He's like, fuck you and fuck this. I can go break some shit now. I'm gonna go break some shit. I was like, nice they life. just created a villain. I was yeah. Like, you guys just handed the wrong guy the hourglass. Just because his daddy was a good guy don't mean he is. Right. His daddy dying is the reason why he would I mean, cause you know, you could see him turn, becoming a villain with like with that and just like haha, I'm unstoppable. For but, an hour. Yeah, for an hour. <laughs> Which is also why I was like, he wouldn't really be a great villain then, because it's like you're only threatening for an hour. And then I wonder, like, what limitations come with that? Like, if I was to point blank shoot you in the forehead, would you eat that or would you eat that? We'd have to find out. See, you got to turn the thing on and then you just got to start doing shit to him and see what happens. Yeah. Um, Rick's clearly a dick, though, and it's, as we said, because of the way he was brought up by his uncle and his parents dying and all this. He's got a lot of pent-up you know, he's one of the people that you don't want to train to be a Jedi because there's just too much anger and fear inside him. He easily swayed to the dark side. Um, so Rick's walking around with his new shit uh, after Yolanda and Corder are like, yeah, we're going to go find him and stop. And Beth's like, I'll come. They're like, nah, you know what? You should go home. You should go home. Again, fucked up. Like, she's being helpful. She helped you find him. She gave you all this information and... Well, we'll get to the eight. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. Um, so as he's walking by, he sees his uncle sexually assaulting a fucking waitress in a I restaurant. He was gonna pull him out of there and pummel his face in. That would have been like, fantastic. You know, like, you know, beating him up to like, and probably like accidentally like almost kill him. And then that becomes the turning point where he becomes a bad guy. And I was like, fuck. <laughs> Well, they did have that moment earlier where the uncle like stepped to him and said, go ahead, take a swing at me and I'll put you on your ass like I did before. So they've gone at it, but now he's got super strength. But instead of going in and busting his uncle's skull open, 
Instead, he decided to direct that anger towards the pickup truck, and he punched that thing and bent it in half with a punch. And he broke it. Like, he literally... Like, oh, he broke it. I didn't uh, bother taking it to Pat to fix. Like, why the fuck would you fix that? Like, just... Yeah, no, you're not fixing that. Just get him I mean, you can, but... The amount of labor and, and time that would have to go into that, like, I would just go turn around and buy, or, like, the money that would have to go into that, buy a new car. It didn't look that one. That one doesn't look that great anyway. Just. And that that's also when the truck shows up where Pat kind of figures, oh, shit, Courtney went and did this. Like, Courtney gave him the hourglass. Courtney has superhero artifacts. Courtney's doing dumb shit. Because he saw the photos of the car, and he was just like, you know, he was like, "That's a '66 yellow Mustang," and he just said he has a '66 yellow Mustang. Oh yeah, no, he knew that Rick was the kid, but when the truck showed up and it was the uncle's truck, that's when Pat realized he has the hourglass. Courtney's mm-hmm. on some fuck shit. Um, so Courtney and Yolanda suit up to try and uh, turn Rick from the dark side and it's not working. He's basically like, why should I care? My parents, you know, they were heroes and they died or my dad was a hero and he couldn't save my mom and, you know, they died in a car crash. What sense does that make with all the power he had? This and that, blah, blah, blah. But then Beth shows up with Dr. Midnight's goggles and again, saves the day. Not only does she stop Rick from fighting. Um, yeah. And possibly killing Courtney or getting face fucked by the staff. Because yeah, the staff will say. face fuck you. <laughs> uh, then, like, there's a whole reenactment. He's got to watch his parents die, like, in weird green 3D. Did you get, like, a weird Batman vibe? Like, you know, like, because I feel like I was sitting here just like, why does DC always got to lay on such, like, such gritty death scenes and i was just like every time they kill someone's parents like it's or someone's loved one it's always got to be like something like it's always got to be in front of them in like a crazy tragic way marvel just kind of gets you at the heartstrings like and they just shoot your uncle in the street but you're not there to see it like you just show up late and be like oh man i was a real dick to him and i didn't get to say goodbye and then it's partially your fault because you suck at closing elevator doors <laughs> also why i hate spider-man i was gonna say looking at you toby looking at fucking you <laughs> <laughs> um my favorite part about this is though like rick's still a dick like after beth gives her whole oh, yeah. we're the super friends and we're here to get justice and my dad was killed too and come join us he's just like who the fuck's this grundy bitch all right justice yeah that's cool i'm here for revenge i'll help you but I'm not helping you to get, you know, justice or arrest people. I'm going to kill this Grundy motherfucker who killed my parents. That's all he cares about. Mm -hmm. And then, as we mentioned earlier, we got this weird scene where they're... Truckers are trucking. Truckers are trucking along. (laughs) There's a stopped school bus. The principal violinist comes out and starts playing her violin. The white guy, easily seduced into the bus... The black guy apparently has a little bit more will than the white guy does. His ears start buzzing, and some weird dude, I'm guessing who was the original fiddler, though he didn't sound Irish to me, comes out of nowhere from around the truck and says, oh, looks like your will's a little stronger than your friends. I'm sorry. The boss, man. That makes sense now because he has an accent. And I was sitting here trying to figure out what the fuck his role was this entire time. And then also because Pat was saying he's an Irishman or whatever man. So that was your original fiddler. I don't know how he got the principal mixed up in this shit. Daughter, protege, who knows? Probably protege or she's under the influence. Could be. She's under the influence of the fiddle with the fiddle, doing the fiddling. Yeah, I mean, fiddler can make you fiddle with whatever. There was also some dead guy in a hotel that looked like he ate chocolate. Yeah, so earlier in the episode, Barbara's boss, I forgot we didn't even mention that, because it was such a short scene that I barely, I missed mostly what they did. I just know they were sitting in a theater, 
or I think in the town's theater that Barbara tried to save. Okay. And he gave him something and, you know, the fiddler dude, he paid him. And then he gave him a coin, which was a chocolate coin. And I, as soon as he gave it to him and emphasized, like, it's chocolate imported from France. And then laughed when he left. I was like, don't eat that shit. That shit's poison. Like, that shit is super poison. He's a villain. Like, there is no way that's not fucking poison. Like, I was like, this is so obvious. Like, the coin model just had poison written on it in fucking Sharpie. So in the hotel room towards the end, um, while we're violent, while the violinist is violinin, you know, we see homeboy on the dead on the floor. There, he's part of the Homing at the part. mouth. Homing at the mouth because I was like, yep, poison. Stupid. And um, it's also because I don't like chocolate coins. I don't like chocolate coins. It's too much I love chocolate coins. I don't know. I have, I, and I know this is going to, I know you're going to make fun of me because I know this is going to go right back into like two seasons ago. It's too much chocolate for me. It's too much of the taste of chocolate for me. I don't eat. A I'm lot not going to make fun things. of you. I'm just going to say Travis has been saying it for a while now. Stop it. <laughs> chocolate people are my favorite kind of people. Chocolate food is not. <laughs> oh, yeah. You love Jimmy, huh? Not his character. His skin is beautiful, though. Mm-hmm. Um, but what was I going with that? Yeah, I was just like, I don't know why people eat chocolate coins. I was like, that was his own dumb fault for eating it. But anywho, that's who's on the floor dead. I swear I'm not racist. I love chocolate, just not the coins. <laughs> so I just, I need them to jump forward and tell me that Courtney's father is not Starman and end this <laughs> whole thing. Because obviously Yolanda's father is not fucking Wildcat. And Beth's father was not our man. Courtney's father does not need to be Starman. You do not need DNA to do this shit. You were just only chosen. our man did because he made the hourglass with his DNA. I Correct. think that's the only reason that's working for him. And I highly doubt that the cosmic staff was made with Starman's DNA. Also, I no, be done I with- think I think this. I think they also found the staff. I don't think it was something that he created. Yeah, I just want. I want to be done with the chance of Joel McHale coming back too. So there's that <laughs> tired of him trying to be serious. I don't like him. Um, Wasn't he canceled or, or something? Huh? Wasn't Joel McHale canceled or something? Probably. Everyone's been canceled. Everyone. Hyde canceled. was finally charged. <laughs> um. But yeah, so boss man or like um the fiddler man shot the dude who was resisting because i guess can't have that but you know do you remember that movie uh disturbing behavior no i've never heard of that you should watch that it's got katie holmes in it okay and it's kind of uh it's a 90s horror movie disturbing behavior thank you I'm listening. Um, basically, oh yeah, and it's got Cyclops from the X Men movies in it. Basically, this kid moves to a James small Marston. town. Yes, uh, this kid moves to a small town, and everyone is kind of like Archie and Veronica, 1950s, blah blah blah. I love the Archie comics. But there's something not right with them, and they they snap and go on like violent killing sprees and shit, and. There's a whole thing with like kind of like the fiddler on the roof, or you know the guy, the um, the guy that gets all the rats out of the town. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's along those lines. It's very reminiscent of what's going on here with people resisting and kind of what they're talking about in here. And it's a damn good movie. Um, but it's all about reprogramming people and all sorts of shit. Really entertaining. Um, okay. I enjoyed the shit out of it back when I watched it. I might actually go watch it later. It's good. I think you'd enjoy it. And James Marsden and Katie Holmes. Like I haven't seen Katie Holmes in something good in a while. And this is when she was young and not married to Tom Cruise. Huh? Not I guess connected to Tom Cruise. <laughs> is she still with Jamie Foxx or is that over? 
I don't know. Last time I read a mag, last time I read a tabloid, I used to read them heavy, and then like I stopped because paying four dollars for something I'm not going to keep did not sound right. Um, for a magazine I won't keep didn't sound right. Um, and then I don't pay for my Apple news subscription anymore, so I don't get to read them. Uh, but last I had checked, I don't think they were. All right. What you know, do you? Uh... Oh, and Pat found all the stuff that Courtney took from JSA. Oh, yeah. No, that, like I said, he put two and two together and figured out what she was doing. And then he went snooping and was like, mm-hmm. And it only took an episode or two. It took two episodes for him to find Right, because she took that shit like episode two, like, or episode one, I think. I don't remember. What are you, uh, what are you looking forward to in this show? I, to kind of wish things would pick up a little bit but because i don't really know how many episodes they're actually giving us of star girl like i don't know if they're planning like i doubt that they're planning a full 22 to 24 episode season so i'm anticipating yeah i'm anticipating like 12 to 16 the most um so it's also like how much can they pace the story without jumping into it but I'm just like, how many more people of ISA do we have to figure out? How many more people for JSA do we have to fill out? And or are they going to fill them all out, like fill out all of JSA this season? Or, you know, will we get like two people, you know, next season if we get a next season? Um, so it's like, story-wise, like I, I can't tell if I really want it to speed up yet or if I, or like if I just want more more things to happen like i feel like the whole episode being convincing people to join the team i think is just boring like i feel like this could have been done in the span of like an episode i was a little disappointed that we focused so much on our man even though it was supposed to be our man and dr midnight and we didn't really yeah do much for beth either um i i think why is she so socially awkward that I don't know that and that so I'd also like more background into Beth yeah. you know we 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 got we got um because we got like we got centric about Yolanda last week and then this week you know was background for um I forgot his name already Rick Rick and yeah so I was just like yeah we know that Beth has like a weird attack well not weird I don't want to say weird because I feel like that's that's rude um she has a heavier attachment to her parents than most kids her age. Oh, absolutely. You know, or than, than most people would find appropriate for kids her age. Um, I, yeah, I think that's the best way to say it because we don't know what her, what her childhood was like. I don't know what her mom was like when they had her, you know, like. It, it's weird how she feels about her parents. Like, it's weird how Travis feels about Will Smith. Like, it's just... That attachment that the like she has to her parents is very similar to Travis's attachment to Will Smith. It's it's creepy and I don't understand it. I mean, I like Will Smith, but I mean, like I like I I like him too. I just don't like him like Travis likes him. I don't think I've ever noticed how much Travis likes Will Smith. You do realize that you did an entire podcast that Travis named for a Will Smith movie. That yeah yeah yeah. I know we did that. Talks about Will Smith every chance he gets, whether it's Fresh Prince or. You guys did, I mean, how often has he brought up Hancock or um, that fucking end of the world movie that he did with the dog that I can't think oh, of the name um, of? Legend. I Am Legend. I Am Legend. It's a good movie. It is a good movie, but how many times have you heard Travis, for no reason whatsoever, bring up Will Smith? Oh, my God. Yeah, no. Travis, Travis is, is in love, love with Will Smith. Will Smith. <laughs> If Travis could FaceTime Will Smith and eat dinner every day, he would. I'm sure he would. <laughs> um, I'm looking. It looks like there's going to be 12 episodes. So they got seven officially announced uh, with release dates, and then there are one, two, three, four, five more that don't have rele- uh, release dates. Okay, so they're TBA it. right now. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So. So we are on. This is what episode? Five. What five? Okay. So we got roughly seven left. So then I think I'm fairly okay with the pace so far. I kind of just wish there was a little bit more. I feel like 
next if next episode doesn't provide me more information on the then i'm gonna be like all right then why well they might be i'm hoping they're saving beth i hope they just don't gloss over beth and i feel like with the way tensions are no no, no not just tensions but the way uh greg does things Mm-hmm. And this, the commentary that he puts in these shows and everything, I don't see he him... He does things purposefully. I don't see him making the one African-American character in the show a background ancillary character that they don't talk about, you know? Yeah, so. that's like, yeah I feel like... That's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like it's coming, but I, I'm surprised, like you were, that it didn't come in this episode. Who's winning, Mara? Uh... Did anybody really win this episode? Oh, no. Um, I guess Rick. I don't know who won this episode. Beth. She got Wikipedia goggles and friends in one episode and nothing bad happened to her. There, there is that. But are they really going as friends yet? Like it's the closest thing she's had to friends her entire life, Mara. She's right. You're right. Okay. Yeah, she's winning on that end because that Rick I mean, still has to go home to that douchebag uncle, and he already wasted his hours, so he's got to put up with him. Oh my god! And his uncle can't go nowhere because <laughs> he got no car. Now he's just home. Yolanda's still got to go home to her shitty parents. Oh my god! Still got to go home and deal with Pat and her dumbass little brother. Rick still got douchebag. Everyone else has got problems. You know, I, I Beth I mean, gets the, to go home to her two parents that love her with like the best glasses ever. Yeah, right. And say, hey, I made friends. Like, and they're probably gonna do something. They probably, nice for her. her parents probably won't even ask information. They probably won't even ask details. They'll be like, What? They'll be so happy. They'll, They'll be, be so like, happy. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Yeah. So uh who's losing? Everyone. Um, <laughs> well, the uncle's forever losing because he's a loser. Um, I'll just go with the uncle because his car got fucked up. I don't want to say Henry again because his dad gonna be in the hospital for a while. So yeah, I'm... or you could say Beth because she's about to go home. I mean, not Beth, uh, Courtney. She's about to go home and Pat about to ream her a new one for fucking taking all that shit from the JSA. Yeah. Um. Because see, I, I'd have to go with the trucking company because they lost three employees in one night. Oh, the security, the Empire Company. Yeah, they got to replace them. Yeah. And explain to their family that they're gone. Yeah. No, as far as actual characters in the show go, uh, yeah, I'm going to agree with you. Not only is the uncle a douchebag and a piece of shit, but now the kid that he's been picking on his entire life has an hour of power, and he's going to fucking beat him to a bloody pulp given the chance. Oh, my God. And- Give it, like, if he wakes up tomorrow and he says, like, even the, the this even mutters anything, he'll be like... Well, you know what's going to happen? Now that the truck's gone, uncle's going to take that car. And Rick's no. not going to be happy. No, not at all. Fuck. So That's not going to be good. Or he's going to do something to the car. No, he's gonna, he needs to drive around. He needs to get around. He's going to take the car does the away. Car, does the car run, though? Because isn't it like short? They got the carburetor now. If he didn't go hawk it. Right. I was going to say, unless he hawked it. Like, unless he like, sold the carburetor. Because I'm sitting thinking, like, I'm no car person. But I feel like if you're driving around, the car should have a carburetor in it. You are 100% correct on that, Mara. Okay. <laughs> All right, why don't you uh, go ahead and let everyone know where they can find you and find us and find everything that they need to find. So, if you want to follow me personally, I am on Instagram and Twitter as Mara the Shark. That's M-A-R-A-D-A-S-H-A-R-K. If you just want to talk about creation stuff we have our own uh twitter for that as well that and facebook and everything else um and that would be the creation world and then facebook is facebook.com slash creation world and then if you want to talk specifically about super flashy era tomorrow we have a facebook group 
That's facebook.com slash groups slash super flashy arrow of tomorrow. And then Matt also hosts a wrestling show, if you like wrestling, called Smackin' It Raw. No G. And that's no G. And that's every Friday. And they also have a group, and that's Facebook.com slash group slash Smackin' It Raw. You guys can find me on Twitter only at Matt Ritter. Those at M-A-T-T-R-I-D-D-E-R. And if you guys are interested, we have, as she said, a Patreon. Uh, we also have uh, at Linktree slash Creation World. It'll let you know where you guys can find us on Pornhub and YouTube and take you to the merchandise store and the Patreon. So that's basically what you need to find everything except for Travis and John's OnlyFans. Um, hit up Travis at Sir Cussalot on either Instagram or Twitter. That is at S-I-R underscore C-U-S-S-A-L-O-T-T. Uh, find out about his OnlyFans with John or Mara's premium Snapchat. Um, have you made a TikTok yet? Do we have a TikTok? I have a TikTok, yeah. You don't use it? I use it, like, but I'm still, like, I'm still, like, early stage TikToking. I'm not, like, anything professional. Like, I'm not, like, these Viners and people who are out here doing all the crazy fucking effects and shit and all that mess. Like, we are who Gen Zers complain about on TikTok. Yeah. Did you know that? They fucking hate us on TikTok. No, it's not us because I'm not on TikTok. See, my, my no, I meant like millennials. They hate yeah. millennials being on TikTok. So this well, is why I strive to stay on it. My whole understanding of TikTok is it is this thing that one of my coworkers and my wife goes on and then texts me videos from and forces me to watch that I try to ignore, but then they ask me what I thought of them. Oh. Yeah. So I can't even like pretend I have to actually open them and watch them. That's what it is. I'm I boycotted Instagram. I'm boycotting TikTok. I'm too old for that shit. I'm gonna be a father. I send my friend send my I send my friends TikTok videos all the time. Ask Travis, any of my other friends. I even send John ones of like absentee father ones. <laughs> he was over on Sunday and I don't remember what uh, Kate was saying something about uh, I think we're talking about going and what we're going to do for father's day this weekend with her dad. And I, Kate said something about her dad and he goes, Oh, that must be nice. Wonder what that's like. Just she does that every deadpan. year. And Kate's like, what do you mean? Like, no, Kate. <laughs> it means he didn't have a father growing up, but he, I mean, he had Dennis, so uh, not to ruin it for him, but he had a stepfather. But All yeah, right. guys, we've now just aired out John, but you know, <laughs> whatever. He'll laugh about it. He's not even going to listen to this. He doesn't He's watch these. Yeah, he won't know. So that is it for this episode of Super Flashy Arrow of Tomorrow. For Mar the Shark Watkins, I am the Warden Matt Ritter, and this is the number one DC superhero recap show on Pornhub.